This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up. G'day Bolt fam and welcome back to another edition of the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, John Woz Jr. There's not a lot to be uh, positive about that right now in the in the Chargers family, but positive we must stay. It's that time of the week again, one of my favourite time of the week when I'm sat with my good buddies to talk Chargers football. Joined by two fellow co-hosts today. First of all, with a very, very bright hat on, just around the corner from me uh, off the coast of uh, southeast England is Dan King. How's it going, buddy? Yeah, not too bad, Was How are you doing? I am very, very well. I'm, for those of you listening to this not watching live, I'm, I'm sniggering because we've got, we've got a, looks like Clint Eastwood uh, over there in <laughs> Dripping Springs. John, what is going on, buddy? And what are you drinking? Well, I've, uh, I'm drinking to the end of the Chargers season. I know it's doom and gloom, but out here, y'all, we have wakes. And wakes mean one thing, 101 proof whiskey, Austin style. So I am unfortunately mourning this Chargers season because after last week's pitiful display, it's officially gone. Oh, home on the range where the deer and the antelope play. I feel like I'm on a set of a spaghetti western, man. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think the season, I think those with the, the fork committee. sure was something, wasn't it? It was. I think that the fork committee is well and truly out. You look at a there's a, a whole list of fresh injuries on our roster, uh, and I've no idea how Justin Herbert uh, managed to perform like he did. Bear in mind, we gave up 22 pressures against the Raiders on Sunday night. You might as well have had us three and a Bez playing either side of Will Clapp because that's how that's how bad it was. I mean. I don't even know where yeah, he to was. Start. He was hit fourteen times. I know. I, I, I have on those no twenty-two idea. pressures, it was I not have... not a fun time. It wasn't. I don't even know where to start with this one. I tell you where I will start. Let's start with what the Raiders did to us. Devontae Adams eight receptions for one hundred and seventy-seven yards. Bryce Callahan got hurt trying to trying to keep tabs with him. Josh Jacobs had 24, uh, 26 carries for 144 yards. Um, and that just sums up that all was you it, need though. to know. It was just those two players well, on offense. And then Chanda Jones on defense. And that was well, it. We, I mean, we gave up a ton of sacks, you know. Oh, and um, Jerry Tillery. Jerry, well, did you expect anything else, Dan? <laughs> no. Did you? I mean, you know, we had... We were playing a backup center, anyone... <laughs> Could seemingly get past Will Clap there. Um, it was it wasn't all Will Clap, but you you think losing Lindsley for a game uh, is is always going to have an impact. Uh, that guy is just on a complete different level in terms of organizing everyone and his own play, and not being there really was really really clear. Yeah, agreed. I mean. All started off nicely with Bryce Callahan's 26-yard uh, 
interception there for, for a score. You know, we go up by 10, Cameron Dicker with his 37-yard field goal, and it all goes downhill from there. I mean, Herbert's pass to Keenan Allen was absolutely sublime, as you would expect. But other than that, I mean, Eckler, 10 carries for 35 yards. Nobody respects the Chargers' rushing game. And when you can ignore the rushing game and you're looking at pass defence, you know, it, it just gives the opposition an edge. I mean, John, what, what are your takeaways from this game? Well, partner, I think uh, I think it's just a horrible, horrible time on the field for them, folk. Um, it was like herding cats out there trying to get the offensive linemen to work in unison. Um it really was a bad game, though, in all seriousness. Um, it is really tough to put into perspective what, what it was like watching that game, but I think the best way to describe it is this. The defense for the Chargers started off actually pretty solid, if you ask me. I thought they were doing yeah. a good job. They forced um, a fumble at, and had a pick-six interception, right? I mean, Agreed. That was, it, was, it was a decent showing at, at the start. Yeah. Uh, they also forced uh, you know, a, a pretty quick... Uh, punt for a shortish field for the Chargers. I want to point out on those, on the fumble and on the initial stop, the Chargers offense garnered, what, nothing. Absolutely nothing, no points. Now yeah. let's let's fast forward to half number two, okay? Half number two. I'd rather Chargers, we didn't. <laughs> half number two, the Chargers start with their own fumble and the Raiders go and quickly score a touchdown. And then they get a missed, uh, you know, a missed opportunity by the Chargers in the next drive, and they score another touchdown. So basically, something that the Chargers have actually done poorly, in my opinion, throughout the whole year is when the defense does make a three and out, make a stop, give them a short field, or even create with a very few turnovers because their turnovers haven't really been uh, that many. But when they do create that, it feels like the offense just can't seem to capitalize on it. Other teams seem to be able to, and and to me that is is a big problem, right? Putting points on the board, obviously a big problem. Uh, what, what is it, the stat that they're, with the exception of, I think, the second quarter, uh, of three other quarters, the Chargers offense is at least, you know, 20th or worse in the yeah, league I mean, or you something look like at, that. It's real terrible. The third, the third quarter stat is is oh. crazy. I forget exactly what it was, but over the last seven games, we've scored six points. I think it's 32 of 32. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, this, yeah. Is a, it, this is the point. At, at best. When you're when you're getting shut out in the third quarter and giving up 14 points, it doesn't matter who you're playing against, it's going to be difficult to come away with a victory. Um, but what, what's the cause of that? Is that the coaching? Is that where we've said other teams are making adjustments at halftime and we're just not? We're just going, well, they've changed things. Now they can score against us. Oh, well. Because <laughs> that's seemingly what's happening. I think what kills me is, you know, they talk about that important play there. On four, it was a fourth and nine or fourth and long or something like that. And they were asking Lombardi or, or Staley about what happened there and, you know, why the ball ended up going to DeAndre Carter, right? In a big situation at the end of the game, you know, why are we trying to trust DeAndre Carter? Who, no, no offense to him. He's been a solid player. And on any team, I'm sure he'd be a really helpful wide receiver four or wide receiver five. Unfortunately, he's been basically our wide receiver two for most of the year. Um, and he's never had this kind of production before. And basically the answer that we got from this coaching staff was this. Well, they uh, they kind of figured out what was going on and they changed their defense. And basically all they left for us was DeAndre Carter. So what you're saying is their defense would manage to make adjustments and our offense and our defense made zero adjustments. Like, come on. Yeah. 
It's not like yeah. we don't have one of the best receivers yeah. in the league on his day and the best receiving running back in football. So, of course, we will um, not find a way to get those guys open or even just take a shot at one of those. If you like, the, it was it was what it was the play DeAndre Carter over the middle. Like there was six seconds left. Like Herbert should not be throwing it over the middle if it's like DeAndre Carter should not be catching it. Um, should be batting it to the ground. But yeah, it's just I a mean, lot of a lot of stuff that was just like, what is going on? Yeah, and not, not there's no you know we don't need to make excuse for the charges, but when when Keenan Allen's getting wrestled to ground on the third and nine, I mean that was the biggest horse shit call by the the zebras. Uh, you know it, it was blatant, you know, but we didn't get the flag. Um, ridiculous. Yeah, but know what, the problem I, is, you know what? I'm not gonna look. I can we can complain about the zebras yeah, yeah. so the turns blue, but at the end of the day, this team is in a position where instead of being in control of this game by having multiple scores and having a big lead, they are either down and coming from behind or they're holding a razor thin lead constantly in the fourth quarter because their inability to score in the third and inability to make adjustments at the end of the game. So you can complain about uh, the umpires referees all you want. And I'm sure there's justification here and there, but at the end of the day, when you're not constantly relying on Herbert to bail you out of third and longs or to bail you out of bad situations, like, what do you expect, right? It's just, you can't get that call all the time. This is, you might as well have Derek Carr on your team. Derek Carr is famous for, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to wait till I'm in a third or fourth and long, and I'm just going to throw it to under my, uh, behind my receiver and hope I get a PI penalty on the, on the defender. And they, they, that's basically a legitimate pass play for him. And we can't play that kind of offense. That's not who we are. And I think the worst part of it is I think it was a PFF online. Someone was doing kind of a show where they were breaking down some of the Chargers offense. And, you know, they showed a perfect example of what is wrong with this offense. The, the problem is, is you've got everybody running these individual routes, most of them running a similar route. They're not really vacating space. And there's not a lot of pick, a lot of motion, a lot of crosses, right? There's just guys getting individual routes. None of those routes are helping each other out. None of, the, none of these plays are designed to fool the defense. They're designed to say, hey, you, Keenan Allen, are good at you know creating separation. Go create separation, right? When we could easily help them out by saying, hey, why don't we stack two guys, you know, someone in, in the slot on the left and have one go one way one and draw the DB yeah. or the safety one way and then have Allen do his magic the other way. And now not only is magic or is Allen good at what he's doing and, and running those routes and breaking ankles, but he gets also some over-the-top help to give himself a little bit more cushion. No, that would be way too complicated. Heaven forbid we do anything like that. So it's just, I just, I am completely done with Joe Lombardi. If there's no well, excuses, John, please John, just we, we, get rid of we it. Said, we said in preseason that we needed to be less predictable. Coming to this, and that hasn't happened. It hasn't happened with the football. It hasn't happened without the football. The only thing that we're not less predictable is, is special teams, which we've done in... in in the context of Chargers' historical special teams performances, we have been unpredictable, as in we've been unpredictably good. Um, but with, with the football, without the football, it's been predictable, and, and that's been part of the problem. And I think, you know, the heat is really dialed up now on, on many of the coaching staff, including Lombardi and obviously uh, Staley, and going into the front office as well with, with Tom Telesco. Uh, I mean, look, I've, um, there's, there's been a lack of tweets from myself um, uh, last few weeks because there's a lot of negativity and I, and I do recall going back to 2013, 2014 when 
when Charger's Twitter was was uh, particularly caustic. Um, and it does eat away at the old anxiety. We all want the best for the team. Uh, and there was all sorts of talk flying around about Herbert. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll not want to stay with the team. I think we're, we're not we're not there yet. I think, you know, there's we come to the end of this season. Um, and, and I think changes will have to be made uh, in January or February, John. Um, it, it's as simple as that. I mean, you couldn't write the script, though, with the injuries. I mean, starting from JC Jackson right early in the season. I mean, Johnson's uh, out now. I mean, we, we've got a whole list of, of issues going into this week. Bryce Callahan, Lindsley, Trey Pripkins, Mike W., um, Donald Parham it, Jr. You know, it's very, it's very confusing. You've got slightly older offensive linemen going down injured. You've got uh, defensive end Joey Bosa, who's had a large history of injuries, go down. Yeah. Mike Williams, who's constantly either playing injured or is injured. Uh, Keenan Allen, who is aging. Uh, a lot of guys who have injury histories who are now creeping up on them. I mean, this is what you get. You play with fire, you're going to get burned. Now, yeah, are you yeah. expecting to get burned at every position all at once? Probably not. But at the end of the day, it's what's happening. You know, and, you know, something I want to bring up is we talk about that Jerry Tillery issue. Not only do we have major depth issues on the defensive line, we let him go. Raiders pick him up. He's been playing really well since he's left, right? That has to say something, right? I mean – it has to say something. Yeah, it shows that, you... that there's talent there, that there's ability there, and our defensive mastermind couldn't get anything from him that yeah. was worth keeping. You know, a, a signature of a good coordinator, whether it's offense, defense, or whatever, is they take the talent they have and they maximize it to its fullest potential. And I do not think Staley does that. I think Staley has a system, and he needs guys in his system, and if guys don't perform in his system, he has no idea what to do. And I think that's a, it's it's blatantly obvious on this team it, it is it's just so bad you know and yes we will have to wait till the end of the season to see anything happen if it's going to happen at all i mean this uh spanos has a history of not letting go of guys before their contract end letting them play out their contract blah blah blah, blah. you know like it is with the excuses of injuries there is a legitimate situation where nobody gets fired there is, and, and that scares me. You know, you got teams like the Tennessee Titans firing their GM midseason. They're a freaking yeah. playoff team. Yeah, they're yeah. about to he, win their division. About to win fired. their division. Fired, fired a GM. Him. Yeah, fired. Uh, yeah, big big what, news one, out the end. Spanos, call him. Bring him in. Fire Telesco. Bring that new Ding Robinson in right now. I would be one hundred percent on board with that. Robinson, yeah, he traded away AJ Brown, and I don't know if I would have done that. And that's a bit of a bold move, but you know what? He got good assets in return, and guess what? His team's the playoff team again. All right. What is that like? I don't even know. They're winning I, I the division again. Playoff what team is that like? Tannehill, quarterback. Like, well, th this is the thing. I mean, the Chargers now. I, I, I think they're ninth or tenth seed in the AFC. They've only got. A, I think it's a twenty-eight percent chance of making the playoffs. You know, we were miles ahead of the the Raiders a few weeks ago, and now the Raiders are a game behind us. You know, yeah, a AFC couple of weeks West... ago, we had as many wins as the Raiders and the Broncos combined. Yeah, yeah. We've still uh, got those wins, but not a lot else has happened. That's, that's it. And this is the thing now, this is another season where the Chiefs walk, literally walk the AFC West. Yeah, even even losing this week as they against the Bengals, they're still just like, yeah, doesn't matter. Yet, yet again, the entire football community, top to bottom, including ourselves, thought the AFC, the AFC West was going to be an absolute doozy. It's turned out to be absolutely garbage, apart from about, the same old team the in red. Well, it's yeah, well, on. You've got, honestly, there's nothing wrong with the Broncos, Raiders and Chargers. A lot of talent. They're good teams. Honestly, I legitimately believe they are good teams. 
the one common denominator between the three of them that's different from what the Chiefs have, that's a good head coach. That's right. Staley is as bad of a head coach as Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, maybe not that bad, but he's in the same realm because guess what? All three teams looking like they're going to miss the playoffs with that amount of talent, you know, having spent that much in the offseason to try to compete. Like, that's pathetic, right? Andy Reid is a Hall of Fame coach, and mm-hmm. he he proves it every season. Man, what would it be like to have that? I don't know. Does good adverts for State Farm as well. <laughs> there you go. Um, one, one last thought on um, Staley from me is when I did my um, British American Football Coaching Association coaching course level one or whatever it was all those years ago, the key thing we got taught is being a good coach is putting players in a position to succeed. And to be fair to Staley, he has done that for Tillery. Mm. He's he's put him in a place where he can succeed. He's put him in Las Vegas where he's playing well. It's not ideal, but he has he is helping we, we him succeed by cutting him we? free. We, we always knew it was going to be a risk when Tillery walked that we, you know, that he, he was going to go on and make a statement elsewhere. And, and that's, I wouldn't say, yeah, I, I don't know if there was any is... personal issues behind it or anything. We we could guess about that all day. I don't think we'll find anything is, out. Is it, but... is it a carbon copy of what I with Des King a few seasons ago? I don't know. I mean, it's... Tillery never had a King season. Not that, and King only yeah. had the one. Yeah. So maybe, I don't know. Well, that was better returns than we're getting at the moment. Yeah, but they're we, great, we, aren't they? DeAndre Carter taking every ball out. It's like, oh, this is going to land at the one and probably bounce back. I better carry it out just in case. Get to the fifteen, get tackled. Great work, the, guy. It's, it's I mean, very difficult. To going get three and out from it. the twenty, going three and out from the yeah, twenty-five doesn't really <laughs> matter. Three and outs are three and out. Yeah, it's not good. Um, I mean, we, you know, we, we, we talk about Tillery walking and, and whether there was bad feeling behind the scenes. It's very difficult to get anything out of the Chargers. You know, some teams like the Dolphins, historically, the, the Browns, the, the, the Bengals, they, they bleak like a sieve, you know, all the dirty, dirty washes there for everyone to see. But it doesn't seem to happen in the Chargers building for one yeah, reason the, or another. The only thing I can think back on that has like ever been anything this season is Keenan Allen reacting to that fourth down call like four weeks ago, five weeks yeah. ago when he was still injured. Yeah. Um, but that's that's literally it. There's well, nothing else that comes out. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about it could be another disappointing day for the Chargers. We'll be back shortly. Hey, Bolt fam. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. It's my go-to when betting on the NFL this season. Same-game parlays, easy and fast payouts, player prop options. What more do you want? Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can end up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, points totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. 
and use code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win the game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back to the Charge at Balls podcast. I'm your host, John Walls Jr., joined by John Ayres. Morning at the Chargers season over in Texas and Dan King uh, over in the UK. So, six and six, gents. We are off on Sunday. Well, we're not. We're actually staying at home on Sunday to face the eight and four Miami Dolphins. Now, I don't like this at all. Um, at the time of recording, both Tua Tagovailoa and Teddy Bridgewater are questionable for this one. So I don't know who uh, Miami will wheel out under centre if neither of those players are uh, available. But talking before the break about the Chargers' lack of offence, Miami gave uh, give up an average of 110 yards allowed per game. In other words, Chargers are probably have five carries for five yards in this one on Sunday. It looks ugly. Miami coming to the game... They were on a four-game winning streak, lost to San Francisco 33-17 last time out. Dan, is there any hope for the Chargers against a team that may have their QB1, QB2, but they'll still have Tyreek Hill downfield? I mean, I think Tua's going to play. Tua was, the report was he could have returned to the game the other day. Um... So I fully expect him to play uh, Sunday night. I don't expect him to play all four quarters because we're going to get a little bit beaten up, I think. Um, We've already shown we can't control a a number one receiver, and that's what they've got there in Tyreek Hill. He's going to get open. We can put whoever we want on him, but I don't think the scheming's there to really deal uh, with what he brings to the table. We have shown we're not too great at um, keeping a quarterback in the pocket um, and dealing with quarterbacks who can use their legs and mobility. Um, so that that's another problem there. Um, yeah, I just I'm not overly optimistic for this one, you know. Well, uh, I also don't like that it's on at one twenty in the morning for us again. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a long Monday, and Miami, the second ranked team in the NFL in offensive DVOA. John. And the only stadium I've been to. <laughs> John, come on, give us some positives from this game. Are there any? Um, well, after this game, we can be positive that the season is over. Because technically, as much as I mourn the season right now, it is technically not over. But a loss to the Dolphins, one of the teams that were kind of chasing for that last wild card spot, would pretty much, I think, you know, mathematically put us in a position where we're something at like less than 12% or something like that chance of making the playoffs. So bright side, we don't have to play this game of, well, there's still a chance um, because really loss to the Dolphins probably effectively ends the season. Now I do believe that the loss of the Raiders did end our season because I don't see the Chargers going in and, 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 figure out a way to beat the the Dolphins and then beat the Titans, two teams we'd probably have to win in order to run the table uh, to get into the playoffs. So I I felt like last week kind of basically killed our shot at it. But technically, we beat the Dolphins, gives us an advantage over them. 
Jets, you know, and Dolphins both have tough schedules. Those are two teams ahead of us. Those are two teams we could easily jump if we go on a run here towards the end. So, again, not impossible at this point, but it seems pretty unlikely. Um, so, at that point, that's probably good. It just the def- this offense has been so bad, and against a really good defense, I can't imagine how wor- how much worse they're going to be. Right? It just it just it doesn't sound like it's going to be pretty. Um, you know, I do think same thing. I think uh, Tua plays. I don't think there's a reason. I don't think there's a way he doesn't play. It's prime time. Uh, you know, he's got that kind of Herbert being drafted over Herbert and Herbert being kind of like the prize star um, so far of that draft. I think he's kind of got a chip on his shoulder. He wants to try to prove that he's the best. He, he was the right choice for the Dolphins. I'm sure the Dolphins feel the same way. Wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins try to run up the score a little bit just to kind of be like, look how much better Tua was, look how much he beat. Cause you know, people still think that wins are a QB stat. Um, you know, I just, ugh, I, it's going to be it's, the worst part about it is that Tua fans who who will go to die on a cross for Tua are going to be so insufferable when they win. Oh yeah. God, it's going to be bad. Yeah, I, I agreed. And you know, the last three games, Herbert has has uh, been pressured on forty five percent or more of his dropbacks, which is you know an alarming stat when we're we're looking at Will Clapp playing at center. You know, uh, Matt Feeler, he looks like he's had two games where he's improved, although he did give up three pressures last time out. He only gave up one pressure the week before that. But, you know, there's there's not a lot to shout about on the offensive line. So Herbert is going to have to play lights out if we want to get anything from this game. Uh, and, you, you know, we've got no Mike Dub. We're going to be relying on Keenan Allen uh, again to make some plays and then, hope and pray that we can get some sort of rushing game going because we just when you've got no rushing game when when you can't move the chains on the on the ground it just looks as predictable uh, as ever um and it's it's quite sad to see because I, I think this team now is going to be in a position where are they losing self belief uh we talk about coaching staff being on the hot seat you know, this is when the coaching staff now need to earn their money and make sure that the, the players are in the most positive place that they can be. And I don't see how that can happen because I think that deep down, I think that the child, the, the coaching staff will be now starting to doubt their own abilities. Um, and we're going to see where the real leadership comes from in, in this team. Um, I think I've said it for the last four games. I think the opposition probably, or three of the last four games, the opposition probably feel like they've, they've got a very, very good chance of winning this game. And I think Miami will fly into Los Angeles and think that they can, as long as they perform, that they'll come away with a victory. And that's as easy as it's getting for teams. We're starting to look at a bit like a a, a laughing stock, And I don't know what we can do to put the brakes on that because we don't know when we're going to get, if we're going to get some of our premier players back. You know, it might be too late for Joey Boza to make a return and, and, and make his mark. Um, yeah, it's very difficult to find some positives for the, for this uh, team right now. But we could just keep praying and hoping that we get lucky, that Herbert stays on his feet and doesn't get hurt. Dan, special teams, your bag. Uh, Miami ranked 32nd in, in DVOA, so maybe... See more Joshua Kelly plays. Well... <laughs> You never know, my friends. You never know. I mean, what's the? 
Oh, we've got nothing left to lose at that point. So just like just just wing it, just see what happens. Throw throw some crazy plays out there on, on special teams. I, I expect Tyreek Hill to go for a ton fifty in this game oh, yeah. quite easily. Yeah. Um John, I and mean, the running that... back, who is it? Is it Mustard? Johnny, yeah. if if Hill goes for one fifty, probably two scores, is that is that as good as a as a win for for Miami? I mean, it's hard to say. Like I said, we'll just have to see how this offense performs. I'm not very bullish on the offense, so you know, a couple touchdowns could be enough to beat this team. Like I, I there's a re- very real possibility they score less than 14 points on Sunday. A very real possibility. Oddly, ESPN gave us a 50, 55.7% chance of winning this this uh, matchup. <laughs> really? So, uh, games never Are they broadcasting? Win, but... Are they, wait, who broadcasts this game? Is that them? Because I was like, that would be, the, <laughs> be the only reason for them to even make it seem like the Chargers have a chance. It's like, oh, well, they must oh, have a chance. In. Tune yeah. in. Find out. Yeah, tune in and find out and watch the Chargers getting beaten up. Let's hope it's, it, it doesn't come to that, but... I've 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 looked at this, trying to get some positives, get some takeaways that we can come away with a victory. But I just think it's going to be very difficult. Um, Tari Kill, there's there's probably a wager in his locker room right now. You know, somebody's got money on him to run for over two hundred or you know have two hundred yard game. It's, it's not beyond him. It's not beyond the charges to give that up. But we're going to have to see how it goes. Score predictions, gents. Come on. Go on, Dan. I don't know. Uh, 27, uh, 17 Dolphins. 27, 17 Dolphins. It's not far off what I've got, John. That's pretty close to me. I I see this as a 24 to 13 game. I've actually got 24, 17 Dolphins as well. So I don't recall... It's not very often that we all predict a charge of defeat, uh, and we are. I think if Bez is here, he's already said that we need uh, new coaching staff. Uh, he's currently stuck on the uh, great British transport network called the Railways, uh, somewhere around Greater Manchester. But I, I know he's he's downbeat on this coaching staff and the front office. Um, who knows? The Chargers could bounce back. We could get lucky. Get a bit of a lucky break on the on the field, uh, come away with a, a narrow victory. But I don't see it. I just pray that Herbert doesn't get hammered as he has been doing in the last few weeks, and I pray that we don't get any more injuries because I just don't think I don't think we deserve the the bad luck that we've the, we've been given. But it is what it is. This is the NFL. It's a violent game, you know, and it comes with the territory of playing pro football. It's as simple as that. Any final thoughts on this one, Dan? Uh, I'm just going to go into it fairly, fairly open-minded, and just try and enjoy the game. Um, to be fair, I think I've spent too much time in the last couple of weeks stressing about like, oh, things aren't looking great. Things aren't looking great. I think I'm just going to go into this one assuming that it's not going to go great, and hopefully have have my expectations subverted and see something good. But. Um, yeah, I, I think we just we just got to remember that if if the if we win, we still have a winning record. We're still in second in the division. Um, 
things need to start uh, changing if we lose, though, because then we'll start sliding, and it'll be more obvious that things are wrong to the outside. John, well, any uh, any any uh, final thoughts for you? Outside of an actual win, which, again, I don't think any of us are really expecting anymore, there are two things that I would consider a victory coming out of uh, Sunday night's game. Number one, no more injuries. All right, little little thing here or there, whatever, but no actual, like, bad injuries that are taking people out for multiple games, okay? So if we can get out without any major injuries, specifically to Herbert, uh, and um, we can somehow lose the game, but, you know, not let Tua look good in the process, that would also be an ideal scenario for the Chargers. Maybe a couple picks, maybe don't let him have any passing touchdowns, maybe all their touchdowns are rushing touchdowns, maybe the defense scores, maybe, and it really it's just like, hey, look, the defense won this game after a poor showing by Tua. Um, that's what I would like the narrative to be. Yeah, I think I'll go with that because I think it's, uh, it's going to be the same old – story every year now when we play uh, Joe Burrow and Tua um, you know those insufferable fans because uh, we all know that Herbert's the best out of the, that trio coming out of that draft class but ultimately people just look at the box score and, and look at the win-loss column and say well actually that's that so it is what it is um, and we know differently but yeah with you on that no more injuries let's at least come out with our heads held high uh, and, and try and win back a little bit of pride. It would be great to see us starting fast out the blocks as we did uh, in Las Vegas with that uh, pick six. But we, we've got to keep that momentum. And do you know what? The other the other one I'm looking forward to, let's put some points on the board in the third quarter, please. If we can score 10 points in the third quarter, on top of what John said, it could be a little bit more interesting and we could be sat here next week, you know, with a bit more positivity, because I think this is 106 episodes we've done, and I think this is the most downtrodden we've been as uh, as, as the uh, Chargers uh, nation, uh, chargersatbolts.com. So let's just see what happens. Guys, where can we find you on socials? You go on. Find there. me. Oh, uh, you can find me as at Adroid Airs, hashtag Audible Chocolate. Uh, you can find me at UKLA Chargers. You can also find us at uh, at Charged Up Bolts on YouTube. Yeah, uh, you can find the main Charged Up uh, uh, Bolts podcast at Charged Up Pod. I'm Endzone85. Don't forget to follow and like uh, at Bez the Spaniard. Send him a nice DM because Spain got knocked out of the World Cup. <clears throat> he'll be he'll be fuming when he hears about that. In, fair, in fairness, it was by the mighty mighty Morocco. So yeah, got to watch the, out the, for them. The, the big hit in Morocco. Um, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week. Don't forget to like and subscribe to YouTube channel. Don't forget to sign up to DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Enjoy the game on Sunday and bolt up. up. Oh, bolt up, yeah. I drink up. <laughs>